Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today's show is brought to you by our dear friend, Gus, over at Photo IQ. He is the one that is going to get you to take beautiful pictures of any sort, landscape, still life, whatever. He's going to help you build that photography portfolio online. So you get to take online courses at your own leisure from a professional photographer who's been doing this for a living for a very, very long time. I had him on the show to talk about his experience doing this sort of thing. He's a product of homeschooling, so he's very familiar with the teaching online as well. And let's face it, this day and age, especially when you're locked down, there's not a lot of options for you to go take in-person courses. So this is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of some of this COVID lockdown time to invest in your human capital, to learn a marketable skill that will allow you to practice this skill anywhere in the world. You can travel for a living. Even if you don't want to become a professional photographer per se, you're still going to need to be able to take good photos and learn how to do all of that online stuff if you're going to start your own business or have any sort of a side gig. So this is a great opportunity for you guys. Go to photoiq.co. Use my promo code FICTION so he knows I sent you and you'll get 20% off your order. And like I said, he's going to give you a more in-depth coursework than just about anything up until the collegiate level. It's the most advanced online photography course of its kind. He is so confident in his ability to convey these skills to you that he's offering a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy with it. So go check him out, photoiq.co, promo code FICTION. You'll get 20% off your order, and you'll rid the world of those pathetic landscape uh, photos that you've been taking on your phone. Guaranteed. All right, let's start the show. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, the one and only Johnny the Gentile Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today. It is Tuesday night. I'm a little late getting this episode out. You know, this time change is really throwing me. Uh, We finally put our clocks forward to get me back on basically on Central Standard Time again. Which means now the sun sets at like 8.15 and by the time it's actually over, you know, and you're done looking at the sky and everything, it's 9 o'clock. And I've had some unexpected house guests in town here. Um, They came in to surprise a friend of mine for her birthday, which was yesterday. You know how the broads do it, you know, that it's not you don't just get one day for your birthday. It ends up being like a whole fucking week or, you know, multiple days of um, festivities. So we've been going kind of hard with that and having a good time. Had a wonderful dinner last night. Just absolutely perfect night. We were going to go to this restaurant that's way up in the in the hills here. And it's about it's like 45 minutes away from where I uh, from where I live. 
And, you know, it kind of, it's always one of those things where it kind of seems like a good idea at the time. But the idea of taking like six drunken idiots in a car for an hour each way, really, when you start sit down and think about it, is not the best approach. And then you're kind of stranded out in the mountains. So you can't like, you, you know, 45 minutes to get back into town if you want to go to a bar afterwards or something like that. And these clouds roll in, you know, maybe two hours before dinner and it starts looking like, ooh. Maybe we're not going to get a good sunset. And the only reason, well, not the only reason, but the main motivating factor of going to this restaurant, it's called Lake Cliff, by the way. It's it's really cool. It's carved into the side of the, the mountains here, and it's just right on the water facing like flush sunsets, and it's just absolutely gorgeous this time of year. But if you're not going to get a good sunset, if it's going to be just an overcast night, you're driving all the way out there, and then you don't even get the sunset picks, and it just... Anyway, so at the last minute, I sort of called an audible because I knew of this other restaurant, which is right here in town, kind of up in the hills. It's elevated and it's an old monastery that they actually converted into like a boutique hotel that has a really nice restaurant overlooking the bay here. And for those of you in the inner, inner, inner circles, (laughs) a couple of the, uh, you know, the people that have been joining me for the Friday night happy hours have Somehow figured out, I I guess I don't understand how this shit works because there's like a chat that goes along with my room or something, the room that I set up and it's just ongoing. I don't know how to shut it off. And and so these people can, you know, contact, we can send pictures, what we're doing or whatever. Not that I I don't mind doing it, but you know, so they've been uh, keeping in touch with me in between happy hours, I should say. And, um, so I, I sent them a couple, but, you know, they, they send pictures of what, you know, what they're waking up to, which is usually some pretty nice scenery, but it looks cold to me. And I, I sent them some nice pictures just to show them what I was up to last night. So I had a great dinner there. You know, we had the place all to ourselves. It was it was actually shocking because this is a pretty popular restaurant. I don't know if it was an off night or, you know, they have um, they usually have a mariachi band that plays there. And this was the one day a week that they didn't, which I thought was kind of funny because, of course, it was like the one day we were there. But instead, they had a violinist there playing, and he was incredible. He was so good, and we were the only ones there. And, of course, dude, I'm there with my goofball fucking friends. And so, you know, they're all hammered, and they're just, like, dancing around, like, having fun with the staff and everything, which would normally be, like, fucking humiliating. And just not the kind of uh, restaurant where you'd want to do that. But I think since it was empty, it was fine. And we were getting this, we were getting this uh, violinist to just play all kinds of cool shit. And he, lo- I think he loved it because, you know, it wasn't just like the typical recommendations that you know tourists would ask for, like Canción de Mariachi or some shit like that. But I don't. Know, I I always ask, I like to ask them to like what their favorite song to play. Like I asked them to play the most difficult song that he liked. The, the, the song that he liked the most that was the hardest to play and he busted out that fucking song i don't know the name of it but they like play it at like the beginning of uh one of those uh, netflix food shows and it's just like insane violin work yeah i was actually <laughs> at one point i mean my friends are such idiots but that uh i was worried that they're gonna get me like a fucking lifetime ban from this place it's a really cool monastery that you can like you're not really supposed to walk around but they'll kind of let you go some places because it's like a hotel people stay there and like you, they can't just have like people wandering around or whatever but we really pushed the limits of that and they're just being we're just having fun 
and um, luckily they they had a pretty good attitude about it. But I I was suddenly very aware that the reservation was under my name on my credit card, and that they could potentially get me a lifetime ban or something from this place. If anybody could do it, it would be uh, this crew of degenerates. And then we we uh, I, I took them uh, into town to a karaoke bar and. Man, did they fucking crush it. They absolutely crushed it. <laughs> you know, there was only like two or three fucking tables in there. And then we went in and uh, my friends just started going fucking bonkers because they're a bunch of goofballs. And then all of a sudden, like people were just like rolling in off the streets and it really started to pick up and become a lot of fun. So uh, that was a late night followed by an early morning. And then I had a, another another guest roll in. A friend of mine asked if their friend could stay here for a couple nights. With, and uh, it's just one thing after another anyway i don't have to bore you guys with too many details but it's been hard to carve out some time to get an episode in and of course they they started doing some more construction work somewhere in uh this afternoon when i was i was thinking i could sneak something in this afternoon and um, that was just not going to be viable so here i am uh 9 30 on a tuesday night talking to you fine people this thing, the, the one thing I really want to talk about today is this whole voting uh, thing and going on in Georgia where they're they're trying to limit or put up some roadblocks to um, people voting, which I don't really have a problem with. And I'll get into that, but it, it's sort of being blown way out of proportion, mainly, you know, the mainstream uh, left and, and Democrats and the corporate press, because, you know, obviously, if you're trying to um, make it somewhat more difficult for people to vote well you're racist at, at a minimum you're racist right which is just such a tired argument i can't believe that people actually fall for this but all you have to do is cry racism and then you get these woke companies you know like coca-cola and the mlb and they start pulling their it was the mlb pulling the uh the all-star game or something like that or was it the yeah i think it was the all-star game was supposed to be there and they're they're pulling out and coke's like you know you know whatever they're all fucking virtue signaling because of uh this voter suppression and so i want to talk about voting in general and this idea that voting is a right you know this is like the pair this is the ultimate right for status, you know, voting, your right to vote. It supersedes anything else, apparently. It is the most sacred thing of all, right? You, this right you have to vote. Of course, even in their own documents, you know, the ones that they swear an oath to uphold and defend, there's no right to vote. It, it, it's not there. I mean, read the Bill of Rights, you know, the, the, the first like 10 amendments. They don't give you the right to vote. There's nothing in there about that. But just from a moral perspective, you don't have the right to vote. And I, I don't see how you could have the right. I don't believe that you have the right to vote on the rights and liberties and freedoms of other people. Nobody has the right to do that. And of course, the, the founding fathers, I mean, it's not like they just forgot about the, the right to vote and they, they left it out of all these, you know, these vital documents or something like that. No, no, this was this was intentional and it was intentional for a reason, because voting is just all it is, is a, it's a means to an end. The, the reason you vote, it's not just so that everybody has the uh, chance to voice their opinion or something like that. That's just a bunch of nonsense that the fucking uh, the democrats want you to believe 
Because obviously, if they dumb down the electorate enough, it's going to favor them. That's why they're pushing. They're always the ones pushing to to lower the voting age or, you know, get rid of voter IDs and everything like that. They call it racist, but really, that that's just a tool that they use to sort of beat you over the head with, to get you to capitulate. Like, oh, I don't want to be called a racist, so we can't require them to show IDs. But really, like, what's who's the racist here? I mean, like, so people of color are disproportionately affected by voter ID, uh, voter ID laws. So what, they're just not capable of obtaining an ID? I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? Can they, can you, how do you function in society today without an ID? Like you can't do anything without an ID. So all these people are just walking around. They don't like. Not only do they not drive cars, right? But they don't. Um, they don't have jobs. They don't have bank accounts. They don't travel at all. Like they never get on an airplane. They never buy alcohol. They don't go to bars. Like what? Of course they do. This is just a bunch of bullshit. But the idea, like the whole point of voting is not just to give every idiot a fucking say in how the country is run. Why would we want to listen to idiots that can't walk and chew gum at the same time? The point, the whole point of voting is to get the best form of government possible. If it's not obvious by now, the government that is the smallest is the best. And the, you know, I believe, and one of the reasons why I started this show is that that we we should have no government at all that if if small government is better than big government well then no government would be better than small government we want it as small as possible it's like a cancer to the extent that you have to have it you want it as small and localized as possible we want the smallest government possible uh, you want and in order to do that you can't just have every idiot vote i mean think of how dumb the general population is just in general and let alone on very specific issues that we're, we're voting on, right? Since, since we have a government that is this big and they're involved in every aspect of our lives, well, that, that requires voters to be informed on a, a number of complicated issues in order to, to make a, the, the right uh, decision politically, right? So you, you need informed, intelligent people with wisdom and experience voting. That's what you need. You don't just want any fucking numbskull, anybody with a pulse to give you their opinion on how the the country should be run. I mean, look around. The vast majority of people are just absolute buffoons, particularly young people. The younger you are, the dumber you are. The less life experience you have, the less wisdom you have, the easier you are to fool, to propagandize. I mean, 18-year-olds 18-year-olds can hear a dumbass idea like democratic socialism and think this is somehow new. This is a new, progressive idea that hasn't been tried before. When, of course, in reality, it's been tried numerous times with absolutely devastating outcomes. Not just like, oops, that didn't work. Like, oh shit, like 20 million people are dead. Starving to death. Like we've destroyed an entire country. So I, I I don't I don't just take the like this um this statement on its face that like oh everyone should vote and we we need maximum participation like what's so great about that what what, what is so good about the majority and why would we want to increase the majority like get everybody to have a voice in things why is simply having more and more people give you their retarded opinions and ideas suddenly make everything better it doesn't. It never has. It never will. We should be trying to limit eligible voters as much as possible. I mean, personally, I, I'd like to 
I'd like nobody to be voting. I'm against this whole thing. I mean, you guys know that. You've been listening to the show for any amount of time. I despise voting. I despise government. I despise this whole system. I think it's inherently immoral. But to the extent that we have it, to the extent that we have a state and we're going to have elections, I'm fine with limiting who has a say in what the government does. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be selective in who gets to decide all of these really important policies? Why would you want the lowest common denominators in society picking and choosing who the leaders are going to be? And that's just a recipe for a fucking disaster, which is what we have now. So, so bravo. Nice work, everybody. I mean, what restrictions do we have now? Age? Age. I mean, that's basically it. Age and you have to be able to prove you are who you say you are and that you're a citizen, right? So you have to be a citizen, allegedly, even though they basically don't even check for that. You have to be able to prove that you are who you say you are, and then you have to be at least 18 years old. So it's basically just age. I mean, everybody can fucking prove who they are. I'm sorry, that is not a fucking restriction to get, to have an ID of some sort. So it's just age. That's it. Voting is so important, right? This is the most important right. It's the holy grail of the cathedral, the most sacred sacrament of the religion of the state. It's vital to the survival of civilization, and we're so concerned about it that we're going to let literally anyone that was able to survive life for 18 years do it participate in this regardless of how successful they are in life or where uh you know how much you've contributed to society or how much you pay into society or your level of intelligence or anything that's it that's the plan just age (laughs) you just have to be able to survive 18 years gee i wonder why everything's such a mess i mean maybe because we're letting idiots who know nothing who apparently can't be bothered to get an id or take a few hours out of their day to go down to the polling station have a have a say in how we do things these are the people that we're listening to i mean jesus think about how dumb this is right think think of what you were doing when you were 18 years old you remember 18 right It's, uh, you know, six years after you were a 12-year-old discovering your first pubic hair. You didn't know what the hell you were talking about. You didn't know what the hell you were doing. You didn't know anything. And chances are, for most people, they never will have any fucking clue. They will go through their lives completely clueless, at least when it comes to government and all their policy prescriptions for every aspect of our lives. And by the way, we're regressing as it is. Like an 18-year-old today is like an 8-year-old when this country was founded. And originally, the voting age was 21. So they they lowered it. The, the only reason they lowered it was because they were enslaving 18-year-olds, shipping them off to the other side of the world to go be bouncing Betty detectors. <laughs> I mean, there's that right there. There's some more just pure brilliance of the state and the brainwashing of the American people. Think about this. Think about how dumb this is, okay? These these are the voters, right? These are the people who decide which politicians they put in power, right? The people don't want to go to war. The government wants the war. So they institute the worst form of slavery probably ever devised by man. You have to go kill other innocent people or be killed yourself. That That's what conscription is. And what's the voters' reaction to this, the American people? Hey, man, if we're old enough to fight, then we're old enough to vote. (laughs) What? I mean, that doesn't even make sense just on its face. 
What do these two things have to do with each other? Old enough to fight? You're old enough to vote? You're not. No, no, that's, you're not old enough to vote. I'm sorry, you're an idiot. You're an idiot 18-year-old. You have no idea what you're talking about. You basically, what you want in a voter is the opposite of what you want in a fighter. Like being young and dumb is advantageous in a fighter that you want to order around the battlefield and go storm a hill. Being young and dumb is not what you should want in a voter simply for the sake of voting, for this ritual. I mean, this is insane. I'm sure any of you former military out there would agree with this. Like you can train any idiot to fight. It requires nothing but physical, good physical health, barely any brain cells required. I mean, obviously, smarter fighters will be better than the dumb ones, but it doesn't take much to be, to, you know, to go be cannon fodder and blindly follow orders. And in some instances, it's probably easier to be a fighter the dumber you are. The dumber you are, the easier it is, because you don't have to worry about all these pesky thoughts and fears bouncing around in your head. <laughs> but anyway, my main point here should be the most obvious why why not just not have the war and not have the draft why not just get rid of those things you idiots i mean two two of the worst things a government can possibly do i mean how about that not oh okay enslave our sons and daughters that's fine just as long as you let them check a box for some scumbag politician every couple of years and regardless of which box they check the politicians will inevitably send them off to war to go die like jesus christ dude the power of propaganda is really something they can get you to send your kids overseas to die for some bullshit government because some politician wants some more power Places that we can't even pick out on a map. But anyway, uh, back to what I was talking about, the age, the age thing, right? At 21, a couple of hundred years ago, your life was already like almost half over. You had a wife, you had kids, you'd been working, most likely for yourself for several years. You know, maybe you did an apprenticeship and then you started your own shop doing something. This is like before, you know, the Industrial Revolution and everything like that, when when people would go work for these big companies. You had a lot more real life experience and knowledge of the way the world worked than, you know, how things operated, how to survive in the in the real world than a 20 year old did today to 21 year old sitting in their parents basement playing Dungeons and Dragons all day. And an 18 year old. I mean, forget about it. I, I think it was uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> That just had made like the best argument against taking anything an 18-year-old has to say seriously. And it's just like, oh, what the hell do you know? Six years ago, you were 12. And that's it. That's all you have to say. Six years ago, you were 12. Sorry. End of discussion. Let, let the fucking grown-ups talk here. And why? Why should some dumbass 18-year-old's vote count as much as mine? I mean, I'm practically a genius. I should get at least like 10 votes. Otherwise, I just get canceled out by all of these knuckleheads out there voting for more and more government. But of course, obviously, that's what they want. They just can't come out and say that. They, they can't come out and say that, you know, we, it's easier for us to dumb down the electorate, to trick a dumbed down electorate. I and mean, they'd have 10-year-olds voting if they, if they could, if it was socially acceptable. They are, they're talking about lowering it to 16. I mean, hey, if you're old enough to drive, you're old enough to vote, right? <sighs> I mean, wouldn't that be amazing, though, if you could earn more than one vote, like depending on how much you contributed to society or something? Of course, that's probably where they're going with this whole social credit system that's coming down the pike. 
uh, you know, you drop below a certain level and you can't vote. Maybe a perfect score gets you like three votes. But those are those are all just bullshit government standards. But I'm talking about like, you know, how much you pay in taxes or something. Why should an 18 year old that has accomplished nothing, they've contributed nothing, they've done nothing but basically leech off of the system their entire life, you know, through no fault of their own, perhaps. But, you know, it's just simply because they're young and they haven't had a chance to do anything yet. They're literally referred to as dependents by the government. And then the government turns around and gives these dependents the right to vote. And maybe that could be one of the criteria. You can't be listed as a dependent and you're fu- on somebody's fucking taxes if you want to vote. How about that? That's a start. But like an 18-year-old or, or someone that's been on you know welfare or some other government dole, their their whole life, you know, their vote counts as much as some, you know, some guy who busted his ass, started a company, employs like 20 people, pays hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes every year to support all, all of these like freeloaders. That their their votes count equally. How is that fair? You should get at least one extra vote for every, I don't know, 50 grand a year that you pay in taxes. <laughs> so at least we could try and get it so we could uh, cancel out all these idiots voting for these failed government programs and these bullshit handouts. I mean, we have some people paying into the system, funding all of these nonsense government programs. And then we have a ton of other people living off of said programs and all and they all have the same vote. This is ridiculous. Of course, this is unsustainable. If you give people the the right to vote for you to steal from from Peter to pay Paul, well, you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of Peters getting robbed to pay Paul. And they're just going to keep voting for more and more of it. For that matter, you know, we should probably put a ceiling on how old you are when you vote as well. Like, you know, these, these uh, all these old people go on Social Security. Like, once you go on Social Security, you don't get to vote anymore. Sorry. You don't just get to keep voting for them to increase Social Security shit because you're part of the fuck because you're getting paid out of the Ponzi scheme because that's all the same shit. It's just in reverse. Like they're obviously they're going to vote to continue all of these Ponzi schemes that they falsely believe that they paid into. So I guess, you know, just to come full circle here, if I can't get no voting, I at least think we should raise the age and make it as hard to vote as possible. Uh, we, we should a- raise the age of voting to like. 35 and cap it at 55 how about that you know you you get 20 years to fuck up the country and that's it and then you get to go on your merry way and then we should raise the age of eligibility to hold office while we're at it a 35 is is way too young for president now and obviously whatever age biden is is way too old right so uh the the you know, th- this will be our, our roundabout way of sort of uh, getting term limits since you know none of these politicians will vote for term limits. So we'll just it will institute a- age limits, age requirements, you know, 40 and 50, 40 for the, the House and the Senate, 50 for president. And you can't serve past the age of 65. I don't want any more ditzy 28 year old Hooters girls trying to fucking draft legislation. OK, there you go. Uh, I, I just saw pro- problems not completely solved, but it would be a vast improvement. Ah, oh, uh, uh, just imagine the utopia that you'd be living under with me, the benevolent dictator at the helm. Let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show. That is Lauren Zadi, Italy. 
bringing you premium Italian coffee right to your door. The product of two liberty-minded entrepreneurs who are also a fan of this show and have gone above and beyond the call of duty of a sponsor. I love these guys. I love their product. And if you're a coffee drinker, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to lorenzotti.coffee. Use my promo code FICTION so I know I sent you. You'll get 10% off your order. Get yourself some of their Venice Blend. There's no better way to start off your morning than listening to this podcast with a cup of delicious premium Italian coffee. It really does taste like freedom. So go to lorenzotti.coffee, use promo code FICTION, and you'll get 10% off. All right, let's get back into the show. Anyway, this this whole, all, all of this fucking crazy shit that's been going on with, with Georgia, you should know by now that these companies don't really buy into any of this shit. They are just virtue signaling. And just jumping on these issues because it's like an easy, it's an easy way for them to pat themselves on the back. You know, of course, everyone believes that voting is the most sacred thing and everybody should have a voice and and the way our government is run and everything like that. Like this is the the foundation of our democracy is just everybody gets a voice, right? This is easy for them. Uh, You know, nobody's going to fight them on that. You know, though, oh, they're so, you know, stunning and brave, right? They're at the corner of stunning and brave. When really, you know, if uh, the MLB wanted to do so, stand up for the fucking Cuban that you bring over and and play middle infield for everybody. Uh, How about you fucking take a stand against like fucking communism? Make some bold statements about that. Like, I'm just so sick of hearing from all these companies. What, why don't you just shut up and do whatever you're supposed to be doing? On? Like, what, what are you focusing on this shit for? MLB's got enough problems. Your games take like three and a half hours. They're boring as hell. And I'm, this is coming from a guy that loves baseball. But I, I just stopped watching all sports. And I think a lot of that probably has something to do with where I've been and just being able to be outdoors and, and do stuff more often. But I just also just lost interest in all of these agenda driven sports. Like I don't want to put on football and, and get lectured about, I don't know, Black Lives Matter or something like that. Coca-Cola, dude, Delta, all these companies just shut up, fly your planes, make your drinks, play baseball. I, I don't know. Just shut up and do that. Nobody wants to hear from you guys on these topics. Nobody cares. Why, why, why does like this have to leak into every aspect of society? Like Sometimes you just want to sit down and enjoy an ice-cold beverage or watch a, a baseball game or a football game or basketball or just fly on a plane without some fucking political agenda being shoved down your throat. That's enough already. Just stop with this woke capitalism bullshit. Who are you trying to appeal to? It's not baseball fans. It's not basketball fans. Like this, this whole woke crowd. You think they're watching sports? They don't watch sports. Those guys don't have a shred of athletic ability in their body. They're not interested in this. There's no satiating these people, so just stop it. Just shut up and do what you're supposed to be doing. That's all anybody wants you to do. I I don't remember any of the other other companies. Did did Nike say anything? Be great if they did. Running fucking sweatshops with like little kids making fucking shoes all day long for 15 cents a day. (laughs) And uh, you're... You're going to feign outrage at at Georgia. Like, nothing Georgia did was really, like, anything that fucking... Like, there are other states doing that stuff right now. And a lot of it was just complete bullshit blown out of proportion. Like, I knew as soon as I heard politicians being like, you know, like, Chuck Schumer comes out and he's like, making it illegal to give somebody water while they stand in line. This is blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, no. I, I, I didn't even have to look into it to know that that was bullshit. But this is all this is all just part of the game of politics. The, the Democrats, obviously, dumbing down the electorate, letting everybody vote, benefits them. Because they're, 
they're literally like they just feed into you know a person's most basic instincts greed envy and, and you know just like a sense of unfairness and, and, and compassion you know people i think want to be compassionate and they they confuse government stealing from somebody and giving something to somebody else as, as compassion people think that if they vote for uh your taxes to be increased that they're somehow being charitable that's not fucking charity you reaching into your own pocket and stroking a check for a cause that you believe in that would be charity but forcing somebody else to pay for your cause that's not charity at all but they they think it is and they're told that it is by politicians of course so the democrats you know they want everybody voting 12 year olds 10 year olds because that helps them their message resonates with the young and dumb Obviously, Republicans are going to lose that battle, so they're trying to limit the, you know, the suffrage. But, you know, none of these things are like that big of a deal. I mean, they're, they're just they're really, you know, I hate I hate when like, oh, we need common sense, this or that. But man, dude, just just having to show like a fucking ID, <laughs> having to be like, hey, my name's John and I'm going to vote today. I get I know I get one vote. So here's my ID to, to say, you know. I am who I say I am, and now I can go ahead and vote. I mean, that's, it's really not that, like, I don't even see how that's a fucking impediment. <laughs> like, everybody. I've never met one person that didn't have an ID. And like I said on the the last, was it the last episode? I, I'm not even in favor of these IDs, but we have them. And since we have them, and we have this fucking system, and we, we're all, like, a part of it, whether we want it or not, um, yeah, I think people should have to fucking show their ID so that we know they're not voting multiple times. Unless, of course, we go back to my system where you get you get an extra vote for every 50 grand that you pay in taxes and um, maybe another vote for being super smart or something like that or just entertaining and hilarious. Anyway, I forgot where I was uh, where I was going with that. Uh, you know, just this is what Republicans and Democrats do. They they fight over these states. And uh, the, the Republicans are going to try to limit the the suffrage so that they can keep the, the state red. The, the Democrats are going to try to tear down any barriers to entry, no matter how fucking low those barriers are, so that they can they can keep the states democratic. It says nothing to do with racism. It, it should be offensive to people of color, <laughs> you know, that that these people politicians these old fucking politicians are being like oh well, this is you know obviously these people are too stupid and too incompetent to be able to get a fucking license uh to to be able to get an id not even a driver's license they have other forms of id that they'll accept like i don't even think you can get a library card without an id uh i don't know i've been to a fucking library in forever but like which is it which is it are, are these people you know uh intelligent upstanding citizens capable of determining who who is going to be the leader of the free world and who is going to be you know writing vital legislation in the house and senate or are they fucking retards that can't get an id that don't have like fucking twenty dollars to their name which is it because it can't be both it can't be both like why would we want those people voting and i'm sorry dude if you can't get your act together to get an id and and whatever and you know these other really low barriers to entry that they have set up i don't want you voting i don't i wouldn't let you vote to, to determine like what movie we watch tonight let alone who's gonna be the fucking president get the fuck out of here this is a terrible idea and you know they don't let felons vote right felons can't vote or at least not for like a certain period of time 
after maybe it depends on this i think it might depend on the state but i think there's at least a certain like a grace you know while you're on probation or something that you can't vote they take away your right to vote i wonder why that is maybe maybe that's because uh felons have had a fucking big dose of uh uncle sam up the ass pretty hard i bet you a, a lot of felons come out of fucking prison being libertarians you know, obviously, most of them are going to be against the, the war on drugs. I, I'm sure they were exposed to government health care while they were in the prison system. So they they know that that's a bunch of bullshit. And they, they know that the last thing they want is to have the government in charge of their health care. So, yeah, I, I'm sure that's why they, they don't want felons to vote. Because, I, I mean, otherwise, you know, once you pay your debt to society, why wouldn't you get all your rights back? That's that's ridiculous. But uh, anyway. I don't know where exactly I was going with that. I have talked a lot about, about uh, some of this stuff in the past. So you should go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah, you know, I did an episode uh, representation, this idea, you know, that everybody gets a vote and your vote has a fucking meaning and you get, you know, representation in the government, which is just absolutely ridiculous. This is another one of those issues where they take these words and they just completely pervert the meaning of them. You don't get any representation in government. It's just not, fucking ridiculous. One one guy is going to represent 800,000 people simultaneously. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you should go back and listen to those episodes because they're probably quite good. I don't know if I have that much else I really felt the need to talk about today. Sorry. If I if I sound like a rambling uh, buffoon, it's just because my brain is fried. It's getting kind of late. It's been a long day. I don't know. Oh, I, I did see Fauci. He, he's having trouble explaining why... Texas COVID cases keep dropping despite reopening. So I came across this, this uh, little tidbit when I was perusing Zero Hedge today. More than a month has passed since Texas Governor Greg Abbott shocked the Fauci's of the world by scrapping COVID-inspired restrictions on businesses and individuals, including removing the mask mandate. I talked about that uh, when, when in real time when this happened. The decision prompted Dr. Anthony Fauci and legions of public health experts to warn, so-called experts, that's in quotes, uh, to warn about the devastating consequences. Thousands of unnecessary deaths would result, they said. However, as the data show, practically every metric has shown that the Lone Star State's outbreak has continued to recede, even as blue states like Michigan are seeing a new surge in infections. As epidemiologists everywhere have struggled to come up with an explanation, it's worth noting that Texans are dining out more, according to open table seatings, which have become a, cl uh, a closely watched proxy for post-quarantine economic activity. And they have the charts here. I mean, like, they've, they fully opened up a month ago. They got rid of the mask mandate, and they are literally at the exact same level They've been falling ever since, and they've fallen to the exact same level that they were at in, like, the middle of June last year. And, of course, after, right at this point in June last year, this is when when there's like a, there was a huge surge, and then it dipped back down in September, surged uh, all the way back through, through the rest of the year, and, and like, peaked in, uh, looks like it peaked in about December, Right around Christmas, then there was a big drop, made a nice little double top there in January, and it's been falling ever since. Anyway, describing charts without people looking at it is uh, kind of tough to do. But as the experts have struggled to come up with a satisfying answer, Dr. Fauci was asked about the phenomenon during an interview on MSNBC Tuesday morning as the senior advisor to President Biden made the rounds. 
As MSNBC noted, if you go to Texas, it looks like 2019. Oh, the whore. Restaurants are full. Ballparks are full. And yet, cases have continued to tick downward. Let's have a look, a little listen here. You mentioned Texas and that full ballpark in Arlington yesterday. There was a lot of concern last month when Texas effectively opened up, dropped all those restrictions and said, it's back to life. And if you go to Texas, as you know, it looks like 2019. The restaurants and the bars are full and open. The ballparks are full. And yet... We've seen cases and hospitalizations since then continue to tick downward. So what do you make of that as all of us look around and sort of try to consider how safe it is to get back to normal life? Yeah, you know, it's, it can be confusing because you may see a lag and a delay because often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect of what you're doing right now. You know, there, there are a lot of things that go into that. I mean, when you say that they've they've had a lot of uh, activity on the outside, like ball games, I'm not really quite sure. It could be they're doing things outdoors. You know, it's very difficult to just one-on-one compare that. You just have to see in the long range. I hope they continue to tick down. If they do, that would be great. But there's always the concern when you pull back on methods, particularly things like indoor dining and bars that are crowded, you can see a delay and then all of a sudden tick right back up. We've been fooled before by situations where people begin to open up, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, several weeks later, things start exploding on you. So we got to be careful we don't prematurely judge that. So there you go. There is the, the Fauci right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. It, it couldn't possibly be because, you know, th- this tick down couldn't possibly be because none of this fucking shit really does anything to control COVID. These mask mandate, putting a mask on when you walk through the first 10 feet of the door, social distancing, eating in restaurants. I mean, didn't was it was it New York that tracked like like less that it was like less than three percent of the fucking confirmed cases came from restaurants and bars or something like that? I believe that was New York. Oh, but we have to wait. We have to wait. How long do we have to wait? Well, like, how long is this fucking delayed reaction? Because it's been a month. So if it, it takes a couple weeks, okay, so you give them like a week to fucking go crazy, and then you wait two more weeks, you should see something. It shouldn't be ticking down the entire time, right? And then I, I love the part where he's like, oh, I hope they continue to tick down. Do you, though? Do you, though? I mean, really? Do you really want them to fucking tick down? Like, you want Texas to continue to fucking lead the nation in, in um, you know, in COVID numbers and in, in terms of them getting better? While they're fully opened, exposing all of this fucking lockdown shit for what it really was. Is that what you want to have happen? You want to have to try to fucking explain this, how you ruined people's lives, millions of people's lives for no reason. We could have just been open the entire time, living normal lives, looking like 2019 again, going to restaurants without masks on, ball games, playing with your kids out in the park. I don't know, man. Something tells me Fauci is rooting for them to fail. And you just know, you just know for a fact that like if this had been the other way around and there was like the slightest uptick, just the slightest uptick, there would be an outpour from the Fauci's of the world, the corporate press. See, see, look what happened. You took your masks off and look what happened. You killed fucking grandma. Prematurely judge it. 
Uh, let's see. 26 days have passed since the state reopened 100% with no mask date, mandate. 34 days have passed since Governor Abbott announced the reopening. The number of new cases, deaths, hospitalizations, ICU occupancy, and positivity rate have all fallen during that course. So there you go. It, it's never going to be enough for them. They're always just going to be like, oh, you know, it could it could just be right around the corner. That super spreader event. We can't risk this. You better go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated, but still wear your mask even after you get va- the vaccine. Social distance. Don't go out in crowds. Seriously, how much longer is everybody going to put up with this? You know, it was like when I talked with uh, Sal, the agorist, about this. It's like, you know, people looking around, walking around like fucking idiots with three masks on and, and gloves and shit and, and like never leaving their house. How much longer are you going to watch people going back to being humans, going to going to baseball games, going out to bars, meeting people, socializing, having fun? How much longer are you going to watch them do it while the while the cases continue to tick down, while the deaths tick down, while the hospitalizations tick down? How much longer are you going to watch this before you you finally capitulate? What's 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 going to be that, you know, what's going to be that tipping point for you guys? And I know I don't think I have any listeners of this show that that are really um probably acting like that, but I, I want to know what the one thing it like is. Are they just going to wait for Fauci to capitulate? Is he going to have to come out and be like, okay, I think it's all safe to go outside now. You got the all clear. Or are people going to decide this for themselves? And if so, what is going to convince you that you've that you've been fooled again? That they got you one last time. Hopefully one last time. They got us again. And that the, you you let them steal a year of your fucking life. Oof, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. Anyway, I, I think I'm gonna wrap there for today, guys. It's probably a bit of a shorter episode, but it, it, it's getting kind of late over here, and I'm I'm getting a little tired, so I, I'll probably won't even release this until tomorrow morning. I, I don't see the point in putting out an episode at like midnight. So um, anyway, you'll have something to listen to tomorrow morning. Hopefully, it was entertaining and and coherent. I I have no idea what I've been rambling about for the last uh, 40 minutes or so. Do me a favor, guys. If you like today's show, go follow me on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. All right, that's uh, that's all I'm asking you guys to do other than uh, to become a supporting listener in the show so that we can get a drink together on Fridays, every other Friday. All you have to do to do that is go to pedalingfictionpodcast.com, click on the support the link tab, and set up a recurring donation for any denomination that you want that will get you in to the Friday happy hour bash that we've been having. And they're really a lot of fun. Well worth the price of admission, I think, if you ask me. So do that. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on probably Friday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.